Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Uh, happy Labor Day weekend. Hope you had a good one. I am joined today by uh, Brian Frangi. Hi, Brian. Hello. Welcome to the show, everybody. That's me welcoming you to the show also. Yeah, there you go. Noah's also here. Hey, Noah. Welcome to the show. It's me welcoming everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's the laughter of my um, birthday boy. My little baby, Woo! baby birthday boy, oh, yeah. baby, baby, uh, my uh, boyfriend, my lover, my special guy, whose birthday is today. It's Chris Convey, everyone. Hey, that's Yay. me welcoming you Happy to the show. Yeah. That's me. And Anya's not here today because she's filming a music video oh, shit. in Rhode Island on a boat. Oh, wow. And so oh. she'll tell us all about that when she gets back. That's pretty cool. But um, we get Chris Convey today. He came to visit me. I'm very excited about it. He came in. What day did you get here? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, and uh, we have a, a fun week planned. Of uh, we have an activity for your birthday on Thursday. This sucks <gasps> when I have like a birthday present that's coming two days after his birthday. Because today is birthday, and I literally have nothing for you yeah. except kisses. No, I think that's fine. Really, I think, I think you've got time to give somebody a gift. Really, I mean, I, personally, I it doesn't matter to me either way. Any, but I think. Yeah, how are you supposed to like line up something perfect on somebody's birthday in this day and age? Am I right, Brian? Oh, in this day and age? Amazon. Is that what we're talking about? This day? Yeah, in this day oh, and yeah, age. no, it's hard. But I do know I that you because... don't say happy birthday to Chris Convey. You, Chris Convey says hello says to happy... you. Yeah, has, yeah. 
So, you, you know, you, uh, you can't call, you can't text. He's got to call you. And if he doesn't call you on his Let's birthday. Explain. Let's explain what yeah, you're go talking ahead. about. You, will you explain it? Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can explain this. So, but, I mean, I think when I was young, this is like 20 years old, mm-hmm. this whole thing. People were obsessed with their birthdays. And then they yeah. were upset. Oh, you missed my birthday. And mm-hmm. if you miss somebody's birthday, it's this big ordeal. And somebody's like, oh, I'm sad. You, And everybody just loves their birthday so much. So what, uh, the deal I was making with my friends was, don't, you don't ever have to remember my birthday. I will, I will call you on my birthday. Mm. And you go ahead and call me on your birthday. So now on my birthday, I'll call, you know, but basically everybody in my, in, everybody in my phone that I care about we'll get some sort of a phone call to be like, hey, you, ne- you never had to rem- remember this. Yep. You shouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. I'm taking that off your plate. Right. And so he, it would be, it's a funny thing. So Chris would call everyone in his phone book on his birthday. And then if they didn't call him on their birthday, he would have no love lost because that's the rule. That's the rule. Like who cares about birthdays? Um. Well, clearly, yeah. I mean, it's. And it's it's effectively. Uh, made my birthday like a Birds very, up. very busy day that sure. Nikki used to hate a lot. I used to loathe it because w- <laughs> we would just, it would be Chris on the, f- it's like when Chris was um, doing a deal in um, on Wall Street in the 90s <laughs> on his birthday. Like he was on the phone, on the floor, <laughs> trying to sell and buy all day long. All, I'm not kidding you, all day long. All day. We would go to like dinner for his birthday and he would have to step out and just collect these calls or call people all because he'd go through his, imagine going through your whole contact list Here, and most people don't pick up though. here's the so beauty it's in, good in like, it's good yeah, it's that his birthday celebration is thursday yeah now actually it's gonna work out it, it is because i don't have i don't have the time so yeah. <laughs> the the beauty of it is i like i'm pretty bad at keeping up with everybody i'm pretty bad i don't i, I don't love phone calls you know i'm not good at responding to texts but this is one day of the year that I'll just get to say hi to as many people as I can. Yeah, and like that's lovely. We, we both have laughs about it. Sometimes they they won't pick up, and then I just get to leave a message and get to yes. Be, but it's oh, that's sweet. It's there is something beautiful about it that has emerged. So how many like, people are you calling? You think? I don't know my my friendship Hundreds. group seven seven thousand. Wow, yeah, it's 7, a lot. Thousand. It's all day long. No, I bet it's in the it's in the hundreds. <laughs> yeah, but Some, that's a lot of calls. Somewhere you're like a telemarketer gosh. all day long. Yeah. Yeah, I should get you a little cubicle, little headset. Yeah, I do. Have the you ever same, been a telemarketer? I do the same no. thing on my birthday uh, that Chris does, except I do it the day after, and I call people and go, "Oh, so you didn't remember my birthday, <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, look at right. you, nothing, not even a little text." That's what I do. <laughs> how many calls have you gotten today already? Or how many calls? Wait, you zero did- calls today, but I've gotten some texts. But how? Like, aren't there friends that you don't that you go over a year of not talking to or not even thinking of that you still love those people? Yes. Of course. Yes. And you know, it's like the you know, it's it's sort of a nice thing to have a yearly check in to be like, hey, we're still buds. But some of these people, Chris, you gotta t- like they're these dying people, to talk to you, right? These and they're people? just people that like you there are some people that you call on your birthday and I know for a fact you're like, I would love this conversation to be four minutes long, but it ends up being like forty minutes. Mm. But this is the this is the game we're playing. Nothing nothing nothing's forty minutes. Nobody really? do, nobody Everybody's does that 40? to me. Okay. That's Everybody good. knows they go, hey. Some of the guys will pick up and be like, hey, I know you got a bunch of calls. I'll right. talk to you later. Oh, that's okay. cool. Yeah. It's, um, do you th- ever get any like passive aggressive responses? Like, oh yeah, it's been a really, it's been like a year since I've heard from no, you. No, no. People at this point, if you're, if I'm friends with you, 
they know the drill. They, they sort of they know the drill, and they sometimes they it's it's funny. They're like they'll pick up and be like, "Hey, man, I haven't heard from you in a while." And, and I'm like, "Hey, you know what day it is?" And they go, "I forget every year." Like they even forget <laughs> when they're getting the phone call. Or some people will pick up and be like, "I know what this is all about." Yeah, because I don't call anybody. I, I call nobody ever. But if, for someone who says they don't like birthdays, you always celebrate mine in such a genuine way. Are you just doing that because you think it matters to me, or like, do you? It, I think well, you it's not do. That like, I don't, it's not that I don't you, like birthdays. It's that I, there was an era. Like you remember when you were in your like twenties and everybody was so stoked on their birthday. Yeah, it was I like mean, that peak was the Facebook. invention of the birthday month yeah. when girls would say it's uh, my birthday month. Well, that still happens. Thankfully, that's that ship has sailed. So that was me taking the power back. Yeah, <laughs> I get what you're saying. It's that was annoying. <laughs> I don't like when people tell you, "Oh, my birthday is this." Like they, like they're they're oh, yeah. like people in their 30s or 40s telling you their birthday is this week. Like you're an adult. Like who cares about your? This birthday? is insane. Nobody cares. It's really weird. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, and it, it but it, I think it is nice. You know what I like about a calendar year? It is exactly long enough where you go, okay, it's time to celebrate again. Like it is a perfect, if it was two days, if it was 363 days, you go, didn't we just do this uh-huh. uh, forever? It's a perfect amount of time where when it rolls around again, you go, this did. This is just enough time that it's time for this again. I'm talking Valentine's Day. I'm taking birthdays. I'm talking Halloween's. Like, <laughs> what about if Christmas? it were a month shorter, like let's say, like a couple weeks Christmas. shorter. Christmas. Yeah, I don't uh, acknowledge. Um, well, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas is. I like Christmas being celebrated a whole month. I like getting into that spirit. Yeah. I'm not someone who's like, when there's already Christmas music playing. I'm like, oh, yes, yeah. it's playing. Let's that. get in the spirit. And I know that some people in this uh, podcast are Jewish and are probably like, I love Christmas time. You do? I think Christmas time is like a Jewish person's favorite time in America, at least. It's so, everything is so, so nice jolly. To hear. And like all of our holidays are like based off of like, sad events or you know like <laughs> Jews overcoming something but I don't know just Christmas I guess I don't really know the full story behind it but it just seems like very jolly you don't know the full story behind Christmas I think this podcast just became the story of Jesus's birth <laughs> no what what I do you think if he rose or died or fucking no what do you think Christmas or... is about well no one knows what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, it's, no it's the birth of Jesus, but like the whole thing with Santa Claus, I don't know how he comes into the picture. Oh, well, that's just a pagan thing, I think. Yeah, I don't um, know about Santa either. Every time there's a thing like that is because of the pagans. Any, anything that's fun, the pagans added it at some point. Yeah. And we just took it I want to do fun. a little bit of a if you're listening around children to like turn this oh, off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because oh, man. I will just say that. Oh. Um, one of my favorite things that's oh, ever yeah. happened. <laughs> oh, well, Chris could tell this story, but first I just want to say, I didn't find out about that thing not being what it was, that man being not that man, and maybe two people in cahoots, um, until I was in fifth grade. That something isn't real. Yes. But I knew, let me just say I knew it wasn't, probably around fourth grade it was confirmed. And ever for me, <laughs> hold on real quick. I'm sorry. Yeah. Who is listening to this podcast around kids? I don't know. Like <laughs> oh, people have things there on. There are people like, that are driving listening to, this around to the, kids? their kids to school and they have it on like the morning radio. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not like talking about, you know, uh, D's and B's and BJ's. And we did talk about V's and uh, P's and um, uh, a couple other letters that 
Certainly, a kid. I wouldn't want my kid hearing if I had a kid. I'm sorry. Kids should be able to know about P's and V's. We just shouldn't know about them going into. Well, then they should also be able to know about SCs as well. Then, if they're going to be known about SCs, what you're talking about? Oh, SCs. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that you should tell your kids about SC like almost immediately and say there's this thing that a lot of like. I just think it's the biggest. Yeah, but then they go it, to school. It such, and they I know, ruin and it then for they other ruin kids. it for everyone. Yeah. You know what? Everyone needs to ruin it for everyone because it is a, an amazing thing to like, be, like to believe, and it's fun. But um, it's the same as like kids. Do kids believe cartoons are a real world? And is there a moment where they go, oh, "No, it's not real"? Like they, I think in the beginning they kind of assume that this is a place that exists. And then that there, there's not a moment where we go, we have to sit down and tell you that Barney's not real or like Bluey isn't real. So why can't we do that with this where it's like, it's just a thing that we talk about, but we don't like sell it so goddamn hard. And we keep it for, and then there's this moment where we're like, we have to tell you Santa's gay. Like we have to sit you down and be like, <laughs> we have to, you know what I mean? Like we have to tell you like it's a coming out, like it's a serious conversation where your parents are like, we're letting, you're becoming an adult now and we're ruining Yeah, that part's weird. For you. I wonder at what age is a good age. Cause if you do it young enough, then, cause you have to take into account you don't want your kid to go to school and be like, guess what? Santa isn't real. And then all the other kids cry. And it's just, you don't want your kid to be that kid. And when yeah. you're that young, you can't help it. If you have a secret that juicy, come on. So you got to. Parents are like beating their children while also <laughs> being like, and Santa's real. They're fighting with their husband and throwing glasses at him and saying, you motherfucker, you don't do anything for this family and like screaming. And then they're also like, but Santa comes down the chimney. And like, so kids have to live in this like really real world where their parents are like just guttural alcoholics. And I stole that word from Rachel Feinstein. It's not a real world, but it, it goes perfect with alcoholic. And, and, and where they're being screamed at every day and beaten and, and abused. Like kids live in like this some kids are, are you know have to witness horrible things horrible adult things before they're ready but then they <laughs> santa's real and you go to school and you make little stockings and you draw a turkey yeah. in your hand and it's like where why why do we keep this up are your Just, parents getting are you guys getting divorced yeah we're getting divorced but the tooth fairy is still gonna go to both <laughs> yes, houses yes <laughs> yes so like when uh, anyway my sister found out about the big hoax in third grade and she came home and my parents were kept lying to me. I would confront my parents and say, I know it's not real. Like, dad, it's not. And I would see his foot shake rapidly. <laughs> he crossed his leg and his foot would shake. And he'd go, Santa, what do you think it is? That's what he asked. What do you think? And I go, well, I think it's he's not. And he'd go, well, he is. And I knew he was lying. And I was just like, this guy's I'm full of shit. I can't trust this man <laughs> can't trust for anything. Him. I can't believe I ever let him take me in a kayak and a river. Like, this guy <laughs> is not trustworthy. And then I knew he was lying, but I kept it up for my sister. So then I was vigilant about not letting my sister watch any adult TV because I thought adults were going to give it away all the time. Uh -huh. So I kept up the ruse and let my parents believe I believed. And then also, so my sister would still believe because she was younger. And so I remember them all being like, let's watch SNL. Like, like I was in fifth grade, my sister's in third. And they're uh, like, we're going to watch SNL. And I was like, we can't watch it. Because I was, I knew SNL damn. was adult and comedy. And I was like, we can't. And I couldn't say why though to anyone because I couldn't tell my parents. I you know. so much trauma from Santa Claus. <laughs> this so is much. Why. And then one day my sister came home from third grade because her teacher, Mrs. Wright, who was a black woman, because in the black community, they do not lie to those ki their kids that late. At least in the St. Louis black community in the 90s. They are not keep, or whenever this woman grew up in the 
to St. Louis in the 90s, they were not telling their kids into third grade that Santa was real. So she, this, this black woman working in a little like white, white, uh, you know, school, elementary school, the kids were like, Santa's coming. And she goes, oh, sorry to burst your bubble, kids. She said, burst your bubble. I'll never forget it. And the parents went, fuck. She goes, but Santa's not real. The parents went wild. She was nearly fired. My sister oh my comes God. home from school, Mrs. Wright's class in third grade. My mom's at the sewing machine. I'm sitting there watching Say by the Bell or some shit. My sister walks in from the bus and she, she puts down her backpack and she goes, I know Santa isn't real. And my mom goes, well, now you know. And I go, that was it? That's it? That's all you had to say? And, I, and I'm kind of heartbroken because now it's kind of very much confirmed. And, and I was in fifth grade and I had fought for Santa and was embarrassed in front of all my classmates for two years at that point. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Where oh Tyler God. Schoonover was like, Santa's not real. And I was just like, yeah, I know. But deep in my heart, I, I like knew that he was. Like, it was just this, it was exhausting. Let alone keeping my sister from being kidnapped, with my, which my parents also didn't seem to care about. I was the only one who seemed to care about that, keeping her safe from pedophiles. I was obsessed with it and like wouldn't let her roam around the neighborhood. My parents were like, let her go. And I'm like, she's going to get kidnapped. I'm smart enough not to get kidnapped, but this little girl, she's too trusting. So I was obsessed with that. And then it all culminates to me at my sister's wedding. Uh-oh. Well, I'm a little confused now because I thought you, I thought your sister knew Santa wasn't real. She was the real. one that told me and confirmed it though. Oh, okay. I never had real confirmation, but I kind of knew, you know what I mean? Like I knew, gotcha. but I was, I was gaslighting myself into believing still. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Cause I, no one ever really told me, but I, I was like 90% sure. And then my sister was the one that was like hundred percent backpack on the floor. Santa's not real. Done deal. You know what would I'm be worse? Zach Morris. If I'm Kelly, I'm, the reverse yeah. would be worse. If a parent tells the kid that Santa Claus is not real and then does all of these things to try to make it seem like it's real. Like dresses oh, up like, like track boots yeah. through the house and leave yeah. ashes and eat a half and of a cookie like, and leave a I note and boots. all of this weird serial killer shit. Yeah, but but imagine yeah. if you're if you see the boots and you see you're four years old, you see the boots, you see someone came in and ate a, a piece of cookie, and you're like, Santa is real, and your parents are like, No, he's not. I don't know what you're talking about. Wouldn't that be worse? No, it is worse because then you put all you usual suspects it and you realize your parents have been doing a lie the entire time. But when and you're that four. They went to this, and that they kind of feel bad because you were like, you realize all the times that you never gave parents your credit for the gifts they got you. And you were like, Santa killed it this year. Mom, you blew it. Like this <laughs> doll you gave me sucks. But this pizza thrower, Teenage Ninja Turtles rules. Santa nailed it. You blew it, Mom. You know? Okay, so when we come back, we'll tell you um, the story that Chris has about me and Santa. And I'm sure we've told it on the pod before, but I we need to tell it again. because Not with Chris. Oh, okay, good. All right, we'll be back after this. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek and then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. All right, we're back. Chris, So it, what happened? So, so at Nikki's sister's wedding, Nikki gave whatever. What's the speech there? I mean, the maid of honor speech? Like it was like a reception for a wedding she had two years prior. That was like a, she did really? like a That's shotgun what that was? wedding. Yeah, it was just a reception. There was no ceremony. Oh, God, I didn't remember it like that. Yeah. Well, Nikki gave a speech at the wedding, and during the wedding, you know, she said all these wonderful things about Lauren, but about how she was, you know, you know, more advanced in some ways or mature or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And one of the things she said at this reception where there were aunts and aunts' children and uncles' children, like there was kids. There's kids at the wedding. Yeah. Nikki goes, Lauren found out Santa Claus wasn't real before me. And like... Moms were like putting their their hands oh, no. on the kids' ears. I burst some bubbles that day. Burst Folks. many bubbles that kids day. Kids were crying in the bathroom. And it was controversial. Kids were crying <laughs> yeah. in the bathroom. Yep. Aunts were mad at Nikki. Yep. It was it, it turned out to be like kind yeah. of the talk of the wedding. They had to learn some cold coffee. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> they had to learn somehow. I mean, I was making this point about my sister being just like always feeling like an older sister to me. She got she kissed a boy before me. She got a boyfriend before me. She lost her virgin. I didn't say the virginity part, but that's true too. She was plucking her eyebrows before me and had to be like, "Hey, k- big sis, get over. Your eyebrows are problematic. Let's like fix them." She was always like more advanced and and wore makeup before me. Just knew what to do before me. And then also the Santa Claus thing, I just threw in, not thinking. But you know what? They got to learn somehow. And this is like, I'll bring it back to something else. People go like, no spoiler alert. Isn't the shock of, and I know everyone's going to say, no, it's not. We want to learn spoilers like in the movie itself, the way the director wanted us to learn the spoiler. But let's say I tell someone tells me like, oh, the end of the sixth sense or whatever is this thing. Um, isn't the shock of me finding that out then also the same surprise if I would in the movie? I'm um, not at all because if you don't know what's happening leading up to the sixth sense, like the oh, sixth right. sense is like the perfect example to not yeah, use. That's a good point because the whole movie is completely ruined if you know. But I'm like, isn't this a good surprise too? Of you finding out just from listening, overhearing this conversation, isn't that like also pretty good? Of like, whoa, damn, you know, like you did you have to find out the way everyone else did? Now you could have a different experience by watching the whole movie and or you knowing. gave them a gift. Keep trying to pull this. Santa Claus. Christmas came early for those kids. <laughs> You keep trying to tell me this all the time that the last few weeks, and I'm not buying yes. it. I'm not buying it every time. I'm like, what, no, I the need spoiler to, thing. I need yeah, yes. the spoiler thing because Nikki's got yeah. a lot of spoilers that she's holding over my head, Boiling and she's thankfully not giving them up yet. Because every time she goes, can I just no, tell you? I don't you? like spoiling things for people. I really don't. But I do argue that when they come out, I go, aren't you surprised now? <laughs> just in the same way you would be then. Like, yeah, just enjoy okay. this moment instead of being mad at me. <laughs> I want to defend Nikki on this because what? we do drop a lot of spoilers on this podcast. And some people take the spoiler alert. Some people are like, oh, they, they give away too much of plots. If, so, if a TV show or a movie is good then the spoilers won't matter. You would still enjoy it. Like I, yeah, I, there's, I there's, twist, something unforge- like, there's something unforgettable about that moment in Sixth Sense or there's a moment in um, The Departed. There's just, there's something mm-hmm. that, that they, that the director intended, like Brian said, that, that, um, that we were led into on purpose to elicit a certain reaction. Yes, and that, I agree. that is something that is stolen no matter what, if there is a spoiler on a show. Now, some spoilers aren't that big of a deal and don't ruin anything. Right. You know, but if you're like, Oh, this character dies and you're like, Hey, you'll get that feeling early in early on the movie anyway. Well then fine. Yeah. But like spoiler Uh, alert. Did you guys know that in dude, where's my car? They don't find the car. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of did forget that. (laughs) But if something happens within the first half hour of the movie, it's not a spoiler. Shut up. Like, this is not, that's True. not, that's the I don't think that that's something Agreed. that people should be able to get mad about. Spoiler alert, Dude, Where's My Car? Only movie I've ever walked out on. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I thought it was pretty funny. Were you just like. I, when I was with a bunch of friends and they were like, this is terrible. We're out of here. And I, and. I was just like, okay, I guess we're leaving. And they got up to leave and I and left with them. They were like, and Santa isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> and, screamed it <laughs> and then I never, um, I never, I've never walked out of a movie since then. Cause it, it, I was like, this feels wrong. I, I have trivia for Noah. Noah, what's the last movie I walked out of? I've probably said it so many times that I would think, you know, and if you don't know, then I'll say it again, because this is the test of if something's been said too many times on the podcast. You know what? I I feel like I know so much about you, but I don't remember this fact. Horrible Bosses was the last time I walked out of a no movie. No way. I was so mad about it because I'm like, just 
quit. <laughs> Your boss sucks. We, this is the, I know this is like the thing of like, just call him, you know, like when people are in movies where you go, you don't have to just go, you know, take a train in the middle of the night to tell him you love him. Just like call him. And then the movie would be over with these easy fixes. But that movie I was like, stop killing your boss. Just just quit. And I didn't like Jennifer Aniston um, being so sexual. I like need it, it was me being like puritanical about her of like, I don't like her being such an evil sex pot. Oh, right. I just need her the way that I want her. And uh, for whatever reason, it, it bugged me. And also um, dinner for schmucks. I almost didn't make it through, but I did stay. Um, but I will walk out of a movie without any problem. No way. I rarely, rarely ever walk out of a movie. In fact, I can only remember walking out of one movie ever. And it, 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 this is how long ago it was. It came out in, uh, it came out in 2004. So I was okay. like a teenager. Can we try to guess what it is? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Is it a comedy? Yes. Is it starring a, uh, is it, does it pass the Bechdel test? Um, <laughs> no way. A 2004 movie? <laughs> not a chance. Probably not. I kind of remember I was with my high school friends and I remember we all decided we're going we're gonna to walk out. Old school? No. Um, does it star someone that is in old school? Um, is it embarrassing now? That it, is it like a classic now? No. I, I actually, you probably should stop guessing because I doubt okay, you even remember this movie. It is called Welcome to Mooseport. No. Is that Ray Romano? It was Ray Romano's uh, attempt at making a full uh, feature-length film. Ray Romano and Gene Hackman. And man, I was like, I can't even believe this is on a screen. Like, how did this make it (laughs) to the screen? Of course, someone... That was peak Romano, though, right? Yeah, that was like, everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. Yeah, everyone loved him. Um... uh, but except for Brian, <laughs> I just like, of course, Chris, I don't think you walk out of things. You're a completionist. You like will finish something because suits. <laughs> have oh. we talked? Have you guys talked about suits on this podcast? I think a we little have. Bit. Oh, well, suits man. has it's become about you watching suits. We, we know you watched four days of television. Chris is yeah. not alone. I, completed I suits. added up suits oh. amount of days. Chris is not alone. No, Chris I'm is not. amongst it's millions. Amer- no, it is. Uh, it is one of the most watched shows on Netflix right now. It's yep. crazy. And I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want to continue promoting this show. Uh, I mean, it just feels like insane. Uh, the one thing I'll say that I love when whatever suits comes up on Chris's show, the Courtney show, which is a podcast I listen to every freaking day and I love it so much. But when suits comes up on there, there's someone that like newly is watching it or something because Chris gets people into suits because it's what did you say? It's the center of t- television, kind of like Matchbox 20 is the <laughs> yeah, center of music. I would say so. Yes, there is like, OK, when you think about suits, you think is this this is like one of those USA shows. <laughs> yeah. Characters welcome. You look at it and you're like, is this Franklin and Bash or yeah. or like the doctor on like the move to the Hamptons, but but he got like disbarred, but he like helps rich people like be okay. Psych. Psych. Yeah. Burn you notice. Too. Burn notice. Burn notice. You yeah. think like, okay, you look at suits and you say, this is just another one of those terrible shows that of course I would never like. But if you guys have time for just a mini story. Yeah. The way I got into it, because I looked at it the same way. I was like, this is going to be terrible. And I just wrote it off as like just a cheesy show. Um, 
so I was, you know, in, in 2017 or something, Nikki and I had broken up at that point and I was in the, I was in Dubai working for a little oh, while. Oh, were you not in Abu Dhabi for an Abu Dhabi? <laughs> I was in Abu Dhabi actually. Okay. So I was in Abu Dhabi. For, for what? I'm on Bumble for what, for Abu Dhabi. Okay. <laughs> Complete the sentence. I'm on Bumble. I meet this girl. We hit it off a little bit over text. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what, what, oh. what just, what made you swipe right on her? Was it just her smile? Yeah, she, she seemed like she had a good personality. Funny. I'm a personality guy, <laughs> as you guys can tell. Everybody knows I'm a personality guy. So we, so we start talking and I don't know, we get to something where I was like, I was dead. I was like really into Game of Thrones at the time. Brian and I used to have Game of Thrones watch parties. Nikki, mm-hmm. yes. Nikki was there and would like tolerate it and, and be respect pretty good. Respect it. You did respect it, which Very was really respectful. nice. So I was just so into Game of Thrones. It was before Game of Thrones stunk. And she's she's mentioned something about suits because I guess we talked about what TV shows. Oh, we they like. were flirting. If if we're if I'm if I'm matching with you on Bumble, I'm getting to TV shows at like the fourth text probably. Yeah, just because I've got nothing else. It's all I do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I say so there's some sort of bet where she says I will like suits more than she would like whatever show I come up with. So I was like, you will like Game of Thrones more than I will like suits. And I was like, okay, bets on. And I take bets pretty seriously. Yes, he does. I get into it. And so I started watching Suits immediately. Mm -hmm. And like a week later, I finished the first season of Suits. And she followed up with her. I followed up with her. She never even watched one single episode of Game of Thrones. (laughs) And so I, but but by the end of the season, I was like, you win already. You will not like Game of Thrones as much as I like Because you you liked it. I I definitely was like, I I can watch this entire thing. Are you sitting there? You like focusing on the episodes because isn't no, it like a procedural in the background type show? I mean, they're like an hour episode, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say that you know I was in Abu Dhabi for an Abu Dhabi. Thank you. And you know, like you had a lot of time on your hands to watch. Would you say it was your Abu Dhabi? It was not an Abu Dhabi <laughs> to watch suits. You didn't <laughs> oh, have much else. Oh, yeah. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was yes, into it. Did. So anyway, my point a is. Lot. Don't overlook suits just because you're like too cool. Like I, you know. No, I th- I, I want to start it too. Don't overlook suits. Uh, hey, what about this? Because you don't like Meghan Markle, and you know what? Maybe you don't like Meghan Markle. Cause why, Chris? There's a smear com- smear campaign by the deep state, the British royal family. Yes, the if you investigate why you don't like Meghan Markle, you come up dry, bitches. You come up dry because you don't really know. It just seeped into your pores over the years. Pores. You don't even know why. You, oh, because she's stuck up. Why do you think that? Where did you get that idea? I'm pissed about it. I don't like it. I'm so tired of people. You know, I was listening to your podcast the other day and there was a guy on who like should not know, have any opinion about the royal family. He's an older man that was in radio, uh, back with Courtney. Um, his name's Guy Phillips. He's a great radio guy. But he even said, I'm watching Suits and I love it, even though I'm not, I don't care for Meghan Markle very much. And I'm like, why does this 60-something-year-old man have an opinion, a negative opinion about Meghan Markle? It's because the royal Smear family campaign. won. They've seeped in. She is a nice girl. She just fell in love with this guy. She didn't try to root. And why does any American give a fuck about the royal goddamn family? Yeah. These guys Shut here. up about it. Why do you care? So, I understand Brits like having this weird high... I don't know. 
I don't understand it. Because it's, it's it's almost like growing up in a church, like of Scientology. Like it's just, they're brainwashed into caring. It is weird. They can't I, help it. The, the, the idea that the, there is like a, a queen of another country on your money, like for Canadians and Australians. Australians, Australians, Australians are like, you know, they're very laid back people and they're not worried about it. But from, from our perspective to be like, you've got the queen of England on your money. Yes. This is bizarre. And then I love Doug Stanhope's point about like, well, the British people always say, yeah, it's the Royal family, but they don't really have a say in politics or anything. And it's like, well then why do you fucking why care you about them? About Their defense is always like, but they don't really do anything. It's like, well then what is going on here? People should, Google Doug Stanhope's stance. Oh, on the I played it on the podcast before ages ago, and we have a lot of new fans since then. So if you haven't heard it, go listen to Doug Stanhope's rant against the royal family. It really like solidifies how I feel. But to close the loop on suits, close it. Listen, I'm not saying everybody's going to love it. I'm saying give it a shot because you might casually like it and be surprised by it. There's mm. good. There's like a, a if you like watching shows where there's like good looking people that you can like kind of have a crush on there's pe- there's somebody for everybody oh that's cute i like that yeah who are you crushing on markle you were a markle i was fan. a markle when man. i uh, it, the royal family got me i used to be a markle like uh skeptic markle's charming on the show and i used to be like oh do you like megan because he liked suits before anyone else and i'd go oh is she like so <laughs> hot like you're probably so into her i was like kind of jealous and now i'm obsessed with her and I think she's the coolest and the smartest. And I really am just such an advocate of spreading the, the word about how great she is. She was recently seen at the Beyonce concert. And people were just like, oh, are you at Beyonce? It's like she can't do anything. She can't do anything right. And people are going to be mad campaign. at her. Although I will say I saw a clip of Timothy Chalamet. Oh, shit. Spoiler alert. With Kylie Jenner, they made their first public appearance together at the Beyonce concert yep. either yesterday or the day before. And he was smoking a cigarette in the sofi center oh. and ashing over the ledge which I oh. found to be insane um, but they're they're out and they're together and that's weird it seems so bizarre yeah it makes like I remember when Kylie Jenner I mean, is part of the other royal family yeah mm-hmm. that people care yeah. about but people people that's the weirdest one too because people seem to like always hate the Kardashians but then why are they so popular you know like everyone Seems to just not like them, but we can't stop consuming them. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like Brian said. It's they're like the they're like an, an American royal family. Yeah, that's true. But, but they I, don't I, do I like Chalamet. I'm a Chalamet man. I that Chalamet. Really, why do you think they got together? I was enchanted by. Like, how did um, people DMs. like so famous? Yeah. Get DMs. Oh, you think he was Instagram? Yep. I think it's always DMs for celebs, or it's like you know. Or they're friends of a friend gives a text or something. Or uh, or they're like backstage at Fashion Week. That's it. That's 100% Uh, it. Backstage at Fashion Week. It's always backstage at Fashion Week. Oh my God. That's so true. Um, It's so cute to me to picture Chris on, on the apps. Do you ever think about your boyfriend like being out there like trying to meet people like just like being like I think it's adorable just you were like swiping and like had to make first moves like and like just do cute things and like have a a one liner like to get in and then you were talking about suits and making bets I think it's so adorable. Where's that spark? Where'd it go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. I think it's when you call me adorable and cute. Yeah. It's so cute. Oh, you don't like being called cute? I think it's... I didn't think it's... Um, Patronizing? Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think it's... it's. A, I think it... I don't mean it that way. I like makes... I, it's endearing to me. Like right. how when you were a, a, just a, a single guy, I'm... Um, 
I like like that guy. I, yeah, I understand yeah, it because cute. you're you're like rooting for the person, and they're like in a vulnerable position trying to find someone, and you really want them to succeed, and you're like, I can help you, but I'm not there to help you. You guys, I think, are looking at it from a different perspective. <laughs> no, he's than just I a horny I'm, guy in Abu I, Dhabi. I, I, I'm not like, <laughs> <laughs> he's not a it's somewhere guy in looking between, for a girlfriend. He was not like Brian. It's somewhere <laughs> in between what you guys are saying. Like, it's more just like. Oh, I'm bored and don't know anybody in Abu Dhabi. Like, let's see what's going on. You know why I like it, Chris? It's because for me, when I first met you, I would have never thought when we broke up the yes, first time, no. I would have never thought you would get on the apps yeah, because you're a guy who like doesn't do what everyone seems to do. And mm. so when I found out you were on the apps, I was just like, wait, you made a profile and had to like scroll to find yes. your age. Yeah, I know. It and you had feels... to like answer these like hinge <laughs> questions. It's so humiliating. It's like, so not you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my profile was blank forever. I think my profile just said like, you know, some, just like one thing that I liked. Like pizza. Oh, I think it said soft rock. I just had no profile anything. Yeah. Because I was just like, this is... Because you got a face that can carry Everything it. that is about this is humiliating. It really is. And I think I, I think I wrote maybe for a while something like, not as tall as I look. Right. Just okay, something, so just something to like there. take it down a notch. Yeah, like, literally. Yes. <laughs> take it out a few notches. <laughs> um, so Chris is visiting and today's his birthday. We have a special thing planned on Thursday. Um, I like how you say we. Like, it's, like we're both doing it. We're oh, both okay. going. Does Chris thing. know what it is? No. No. Oh. It's going to be a surprise. Okay. But before that, we're going to look at dogs. We. That's your birthday present. I know. I was like, mm. for your birthday, we're going to go do something. We're going to go look at dogs <laughs> at a shelter. Um, she just texted me about it, actually. The, the girl that's helping us look for dogs. Because last Natalie week, from Mayday Rescue. Natalie from... Oh, yeah. She's been on the podcast before. Natalie from Mayday Rescue is um, going to go meet us. And we're going to make maybe make a video at the shelter with some dogs and give them... They'll be like, oh, I'm going home. And we're like, no, we're making a video with you, bitch. Get yeah. over here and then go back in your cage. <laughs> just using you for content. If just people kidding. like... Fall, like I, That's like half the reason I got on social media was to like look at the dodo and things like oh, that. So, so people good. like you know, dog rescue, people should follow Mayday Rescue. Yeah, she does a really good job of placing animals mm -hmm. and it's just so nice when you see a little scruffy dog that is covered in like Aww. a bath mat of fur and then they look like a different dog once they get a makeover and then they end up happy on a couch licking someone's yes, face. Yes, you get success adopted. stories, yeah. Yes. So the other day though, I got really close on a dog. Um, I didn't even tell the girls chat because I'm tired of like, the last time I got close on the dog, I like announced it on the girls chat and then I had to like tell everyone that I didn't get it. And it was just so sad. It's I, I, I don't mean to relate it to people telling people they're pregnant and then losing a pregnancy, but it just, it, it exactly felt the closest I've ever gotten to that. What was that? That's exactly what I thought of. I was like, Oh, she just, it's like having a miscarriage. It felt like that's the closest. It's I, Nikki's version. That's so funny. Um, so I don't mean, please know that I don't, I don't think it's the same at all, but it's like the, the closest I have been able to feel to that, where I like start like looking at dog toys and stuff and like imagining the future of my life with this animal by my side. And I'll say that like, I can see the animal. It's not like I like, it, it's there. I met it. I hugged it. I carried it. I like it licked my face. I thought I had it. So last week on Tuesday, a woman died. And the next day, her or that night, her friend 
posted on Instagram, I need to find a place for my best friend died last night. Um, um, it was so tragic. Like the, it was, she had a heart condition and she went in to go have a, a thing put in and, and um, it didn't work out. And she, she died tragically and she had a five year old dog. I'm looking, I know it's so sad, but she, but the doc, I will say that the, there was, she went into the thing knowing, like, I think it was like a 25% chance that it was maybe going to end this way. So oh, really? it wasn't completely like, which is still tragic. I mean, you would think you, you have a 75% chance of, it was, it was awful. It's awful. But people die. It's part of the story. I'm not trying to make it about that. Or I'm not also trying to not make it about that because someone died in the story. But, um, her dog was then, um, you know, didn't have an owner. So they, her best friend put this picture of this dog online and, um, and then it got posted by someone else. And then Anya saw it and she sent it to me and she was like, this dog seems to like meet all of your needs. It's this many pounds. It's this, it's five years old. It's cute. And it does, it seems to not have a barking problem. It was like some perfect dog. So I went and I messaged the woman immediately. I asked Chris first, and I was like, this dog seems kind of perfect. Do you think we could maybe do this? And then you said, you know, go for it. And I was like, thanks. And then I wrote to the woman, and I said, listen, I'm, I travel a lot. I want a dog that I can travel with. So I just wanted to be up front, like this dog is going to travel, because some people might not want that for their dog. But let me just say that if you don't want your dog to travel, this is the... Because then she wrote back and said, we don't want this dog to travel. And sorry, you, uh, we're going to meet other people, but thank you so much for your interest. Very polite about it. And I was really like, hmm, sad about it. And then I was like, wait, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I can convince this woman because I'm not, I'm not going to do something to a dog that's going to make this dog's life worse than someone else. I'm giving this, I would give the dog the best life possible because just because it travels with me, I do she a thinks very- you're putting the dog under the plane. Yes. I think sometimes that, that people also. think yeah. that's, yeah. You're so right. So I made that very, I said, I'm just going to shoot one, my shot one more time. I'm sorry to bother you. I know you're grieving and like, I don't want you to have to read a bunch of texts, but I'm just saying if you, the fact that it would travel with me means it would travel under the seat in a carrier. It would be, I would be checking on it constantly. It would be safe. I've traveled with dogs before. I would never do anything to an animal that would cause it anxiety. If it does, if it would have anxiety and wasn't good at traveling, it would stay with my boyfriend or it'd stay with my family who has dogs. It would always have people to take care of it. And I said, here's the other thing. It sounds like it's a bad deal with this dog traveling all the time. But what that means is I don't have an office job. I'm not leaving my dog alone in a cage seven hours a day, which I guarantee you, whoever this dog ends up with, it's going to spend a lot more time alone than it would if it was with me. And maybe that's what they want for the dog is like, it's okay being alone because it turns out this dog, I guess is okay being alone. But I was like, this dog will never be alone. I'll always be with it. It will, it's tiny. It will always be with me. Mm -hmm. And if it's not alone, I don't leave. I don't allow my dogs to be alone for more than three hours. I would, that's like the most before I have someone come and walk them or something. And if you leave your dog alone for more than that time, I don't think you're a bad person. You do what you can, but I don't believe dogs should be left in cages at home alone for more than like, I think the, uh, I, I would say PETA says like more than five minutes, but, um, so but some people leave it at home, not in a cage for long periods of time. Yes, but but sometimes they like the cage, like and they need the cage. It like the dog likes the cage. Yeah. So I I don't mean to say I'm adding cage to sound worse, but sometimes I mean that's like a better scenario right. than just like on your couch. Um, but some I've heard of people leaving seven or eight hours, and the dog just has to like hold it, 
And I think it gets worse than that when people have, you know, just are a little bit more negligent. I think it can be worse. So I was just saying like, this dog will always be with someone. So she then reconsidered and said, yeah, do, come meet it. Actually, this is, you know, I pled my case and I said, I'm, I'm a vegan because of animal rights. Like I'm not going to ever make this dog feel unsafe or have anxiety. Like I will do everything to make it comfortable a hundred percent of the time. And she, she bought it, man. She bought it. No. <laughs> so she let me go meet it and I held it and yeah. it was so cute and so nice. And I loved it so much. And it was so calm and sweet. And, and I, you know, it, it, I just, I loved it immediately. And I was like, this dog is mine. Like this is happening. Cause the girl, the woman was really cool. And we, she's a writer. We connected. And I just felt like we had a good talk. She also, um, we were talking about having kids and how I'm like, I don't plan on having kids. And she was like, she gave me some advice on that, which was really awesome. But I don't want to say what it was in case she hears this. And she's like, you betrayed my trust by, uh, I'm not revealing who this woman is, but she was awesome. And we connected, we walked the dog and I felt like, Oh, this is going to happen. And then I was on the treadmill like an hour later and like in the middle of a workout, I just get a call and I'm like, Ugh. and then I get the, I, it, I let it go. Cause I was like panting at the time, like a dog. And then she was like, she was like, I'm nearly crying. Cause I have to tell you, we are just, we want the dog to be local. Um, because I guess the woman's family wants to maybe like see the dog and they don't want it to be all the way in St. Louis. So I didn't get the dog. And I was so sad for like a day. Because it was only like a day that I thought it was less than a day that I thought I was going to get it. So it wasn't like super seeped into my consciousness, but I was like, but I had, I had like the fact that you were going to see it. Like I had already started like being like, okay, our life with Hobbs. Yes. And I was excited about it. I know. And we had to talk about what well, we had to talk. I almost messaged that lady to be like, Hey, you're doing the right thing by seeing Nikki. Like, cause you know, Luigi, the first day that Nikki had Luigi, you know, everybody said it was a mistake. Luigi was like scared and barking and then, bit and then, bit, and then bit Nikki and, and like, we were like, what is going on? And she, she was like, you were just, you would have been like this dog. There's like, nothing going to be troubled the whole it's time just in a corner shivering all day long. And you're like, like, this is a disaster. And Nikki loved it into being submission. <laughs> into submission. <laughs> and, and I, Luigi's like the great, it's just the greatest dog. And then Nikki did it again with Marion. So I wanted to tell this lady, like, Hey, Nikki's going to love this thing like in a way that's extraordinary mm -hmm. and it's going to have an amazing life. But I, I also understand like, you know, if that, if that woman who died has siblings and that dog makes them feel close to their sister, mm -hmm. uh, then it's like, okay, I, as hard as it is yeah. that he's not, he doesn't get to be ours. It's like, okay, this guy's, this, this dog totally. might give these people comfort over the next few years, but it's still hard. I put my woman, uh, I put myself in that woman's shoes or uh, like the brother's shoes of the woman who died. I thought you were going to say, I put my woman pants on. <laughs> I, I did put my woman pants on that day. <laughs> I hate, I hate it when people say, put, I was embarrassed because when your... I met, when I met the dog, I was, we were like, it was very hot outside. We were on the sidewalk and we sat down on this, like, you know, gray pavement to like play with the dog and when we got up I had sweat so much that there was like wet stains all over the ground and it looked like I had like pissed everywhere but it was just me sweating and the woman had left no stains so it looked like I had just like so it, I might have not gotten the dog because I had, I had a puppy pad problem and um but I did like think you know if my sister died and all I had was her dog and I had I couldn't take it but I wanted it to find a home I'd want the dog in St. Louis I wouldn't want it to go to California Yes. Uh -huh. Like I just, even yeah. if I wasn't going to see the dog, cause I don't think the guy is going to visit the dog. I would just want it in the vicinity. It's like, you just gotta. And so 
and I always believe everything happens for a reason. And like there is now there's a dog out there that I wouldn't have that I'm going to get. And when I get it, I'm going to be like, I can't believe I almost didn't have you. And I know that dog is out there right now shivering in a cage somewhere. Oh yeah, the one there's that. Yesterday. But also, you and Chris had a conversation about having a dog because you guys are living together now. Yes, we had so a great conversation for that. Right. that. So that's that's great. exactly right. Like we're we wouldn't have had the conversation if it wasn't for this dog, and now we're ready for whatever that next. Yeah, dog we had right. a really good yeah. talk about like what the expectations were <laughs> with the dog. Like all I wanted Chris to say was like, I just with Luigi and Marion, it was always Nikki's dogs, even though he was like very present in their lives. And it always kind of like, I just was like, man, I want it to be our dog. You know, like I just want him to say my dog. And like, then I'd have this thing with the person I love. Like that gives me kind of the thing, maybe that a maternal instinct where you're like making something with someone. And so for this, I was like, you'll be just as accountable as you were with Luigi and Marion, which was like very helpful, but not the, not the number one. Like I'm always, I will do the most of the work because I, that's what what I want to do. I really do. Like I want, if I'm getting this dog, like I know that I'm taking responsibility for it, but will you just say our, when you say it on the radio? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, I can do that. And, um, and Chris is also the, as I've said on the podcast a million times, the best part about him is like, if I ever need anything, this guy does it literally anything. Uh, he will make sure it happens with no questions asked. No, like, you forgot that I got to mail it. Like, no. I always thought the best part about me was my jawline. I mean, <laughs> you're 42 now, babe. Yeah, so I know. It's not looking great. Going, no, your jawline's <laughs> never been better, actually. I took a picture of you last night that really made me laugh, um, where he looked like he was just making a bad face. And I was like, happy birthday, baby. I love your smile. <laughs> and I was so I happy with bad, that bust. A really bad. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> but no, I, I, I grew up in a house. No offense, dad, if you're listening. But like, and my mom too, where every, like if something, if like my mom forgot something at home and they were trying, it'd be like, Julie, why'd you forget that? Or like EJ, you should have remembered the fucking garage door. (laughs) And it's like, uh, I did not repeat that in my relationship. I have a relationship with someone who doesn't go like, why did you do this? Like, it's always just like, Okay, we can go back. Oh, that's it's like it's like a compassionate like that sucks, but like we'll take care of it. It's not like a punishing. What right. were you gonna say? Well, no, I thought yeah, I thought you were gonna say that I was really responsible. And when I was here last time, Brian, do you know this? I ran out of gas in Nikki's yes, yes, car. I've heard this. <laughs> it's not his fault though. I've never run out of gas before. The in car my life. was faulty. I've never Fa- been in a car that ran out of gas. The car is <laughs> faulty. You saw it? No, it it is. It's not as like obvious as when other cars run no, out of gas. It tells you it's set when you have 70 miles left and then it abandons you. <laughs> it abandons there is you. No, there's no other warning until you're out of gas. That's a faulty uh, Mercedes. And Nikki was, it's, so we started the car and I was like, I got to throw some stuff away. You're going to see Barbie. So I drove like, I, you know, like 20 feet away to in the parking lot <laughs> where there was a trash can. <laughs> and I went and I put, I put something in the trash can and I came back and the car was The car dead. starts like shuddering. Like it's about to start sobbing. It's like, <laughs> and I'm like, what's happening? The car's going like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, oh, dead. Man. And I was just in disbelief. And I go, did someone go to the Reagan Museum a little too many times yesterday? <laughs> Dude, I, went, I went to the Reagan Museum. 70 miles. That's not enough. <laughs> no, it's That's bullshit. like telling your kid when they're else. six that they're going to hit puberty one day. And then when they turn 13, yes. you're just like, what yes. are you talking about? 
Yeah, it's like, what's happening here? And so today, Chris was like, when you have to work today, like, uh, maybe I can just, I can go do my own thing. And I go, uh-huh. Just uh, keep an eye on that gas gauge, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break and come back after this. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. And we're back. So does anyone know anyone who's at Burning Man right now? 
I mean, I don't, but yeah, we do. We do know people. You just don't know that they're. Yeah, there. you just don't know that they're there. There's seventy thousand. This guy people Glenn there. has got to be there. My oh, uncle Mike Glenn. is there. Yeah, but I feel like yeah, the, the, definitely a dude named Glenn, a couple guys named Glenn are yeah. there for sure. <laughs> You're right. You know, it's it's surprising though that you don't know anyone like off the top of your head, who's at Burning Man? Because it seems to be the kind of thing that people talk about all the time if they're going. Oh, yeah. yeah it's like it's like CrossFit or... Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, like one or of those birthdays. things. So you like know what happened at Burning Man, right? Have... Rain. Yeah, so everyone got... Uh, it rained for days and then it got all muddy and then uh, people... One person died and people Whoa. weren't allowed to leave Burning Man. But they don't know Man. if it's they, that. It could be like drug related or Sure, sure. Whatever. Somebody right, died, right. but they someone You did, would think at least one person a year died. That at seems Burning low, Man. doesn't thousands it? Thousands and thousands. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it does. 70,000 yes. people doing drugs in the desert. I mean, it seems like there would be at least 5 deaths a year. But I guess yeah, it's not. like what well, it's it's like the um uh Khaleesi's wedding. <laughs> what do they say? It's like if if, it, I, if it's at a least, dull affair. Yes, if at least two people don't die, it's a dull affair and a Dothraki wedding. That's a Game of Thrones uh, lore. (laughs) Yeah, spoiler alert. Several people die at the Dothraki (laughs) wedding. Is that the red wedding? I saw the red wedding. No, that's not the red wedding. That's that's a real spoiler, but that's a too long ago. Was she topless for it? No, she was topless that night. Okay, cool. Nice. Nice. So it rained Um, a lot at Burning Man, and it got really muddy, and it got so muddy that they had to shelter in place, and they weren't allowed to drive home. So some people, including Chris Rock and Diplo, had to walk six miles in the mud to leave Burning Man, which I know it's in the mud, so that makes it more Mm -hmm. difficult. But walking in a six-mile hike is not that long. Not bad at all. But no. still, people were then posting to social media. like It was more like a flex and like a... And it's yes. also like a straight line. It's not like they're going through mountains or anything, Yeah, but right? the, with the mud, right. I can understand it being a little difficult. They probably didn't have like proper gear to like hike. But like six miles, you could do, you know, in like a half a day. And uh, people were like posting on... Uh, Instagram and other social media that like this, they were like refugees from Syria, you know, they, they, they just got out <laughs> and also how amazing transformative experience it was. And like they were expecting to get some sort of, um, what's the word? Uh, people, people caring about this. People, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Oh yeah. FEMA. Uh, sympathy. They're trying to get some sympathy oh. for this and, pr- and try to seem cool. But instead everyone's just like, fuck you. Fuck you. You <laughs> fucking <laughs> losers. They are going to be you- insufferable. Every, all 70,000 people that were at this thing, it's, it is going to be like, th- we're going to hear stories about it for the rest of our lives. We're never going to get to, we're never going to hear the end of like, Oh, I was at the burning man. Where well, and imagine yeah, next year's burning man. man when you have, New when you have people at Burning Man next year and they're like, yeah, but I was at the one last year. It was when we were in the mud and we were saying, I'm a better person than you because I was in the mud mm-hmm. one. It's just going to be a... I don't know if this is true or not because I read it on Reddit, but apparently there is a private plane at Burning Man that people take just so they could join the Mile High Club. It's like one of the attractions there. Sure, That's sure. That's how like... It, so it you just go up and have a... sex and then come back down? Yeah. It's just a theme park. It's become like maybe in the 80s when they started Burning Man, it was like just a bunch of hippies trying to figure their shit out. But now it is just a theme park for the rich 
where people not everyone's not it does sound transformative and fun i've been sold on it slightly by people and i i was the biggest like oh god burning man i don't want to go because it's camping and it's muddy and it's like communal and i don't want to have to like talk and hug a bunch of people and yeah. have people be like what's up man and like share my food like everything's there's no money tra- it's all bartering yeah yeah there's no money. Everything's bicycles. And that was like sold to me as like a good thing. I'm like, no, I want to know who's selling it to you because it does not seem like a, a thing that you would have a good time at. at no, all. I mean, not even close. I, 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 I can't. I'm, I'm just saying like, I, I don't, I have some people in my life who I think are cool people that yeah. like it. So I don't think it's that lame because I just trust these people to be not as lame as the type of Burning Man person. But I will say I do know someone who's there who I really don't like. And at first I was like, ha ha, this bitch is stuck in the mud. <laughs> and then I go, oh fuck, she's going to have this story. Yeah, she gets, so she she gets the story. She's going to be worse than anyone. Yeah. So it's like, it's almost like it's, it's a better for them than if they just oh. had a great Burning Man. Are you kidding me? The people that go to Burning Man just want to talk about Burning Man and this gives them this license. Yeah. It becomes just, their life. Like that's oh, their yeah. personality now is that every yes, year they go to Burning person. Man. Uh, that being said, I'm very interested in going. I think I would do better <laughs> at it than you would. I'll go with you. That's yeah. really oh cute. God. Yeah. Sorry. In a good way that's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like cute anymore. Or you never have. I just found out. But um, yeah, I'll go with you. I would, I will, I'll go. I feel protected by you right? because you protect me from things that I don't care for in situations like that. You'll make it as comfortable as possible. You'll right. be like, I got your charger hooked up here yeah. and I'll do this extension cord. <laughs> I got this Frisbee that lights up. We'll do that. Like he'll bring snacks I got a that lot I of, like. A lot of light up Frisbees in he my He went life. to REI the other day and he got, there was a sale. He got me a blanket. <laughs> I love a sale at REI. He just gets me little yes. gifts. And like it's, I didn't know it was my love language till I, till I knew. So he got me a beautiful little blanket that is just like a thing you can ball up into like a really nice pillow or use a blanket. And he got me a light up Frisbee that is fucking cool it's for us got us a light up frisbee well yeah well and for like you know when you're here like if you wanted to oh, go play yeah. but also Branch. this thing that i think might be good for a lot of different people <gasps> that travel oh, a lot we a, had fun. it's only 10 bucks it is a uh it's like a scale that you hold in your hand that you can weigh your luggage before you get to the airport so you don't have that like oh panic for two hours before you get to the airport to be like am i at 53 pounds are they gonna bust me on this am i gonna look like an idiot unpacking my bag vibrator out yeah <laughs> so it's like it's <laughs> like a 15 pound yeah, vibrator ten, ten, <laughs> i mean the, the hitachi magic <laughs> wand is a, a, industrial a, strength i guess it's probably a, a 1.5 pounds at least but yesterday i was like weigh my leg so i was like laying in bed and chris was just like hooked it to my leg and I was just like, just lift up. So we were weighing my legs. They both weigh the same. Yeah. 12.5. Wow. Yeah, which is about. Would you, you guys would go to Burning Man, right? I mean, I know that we all make fun of it and we should. We, no. It deserves to be made fun no, of, uh, but it still looks cool and fun. Does Avi want to go? No, no. Really? No. But he not likes our outdoors culture. and he likes rescue. But it's, it's not like, it's no, not an it's outdoors, not outdoors thing. It's, a, it's more about like being artsy and like eclectic and on drugs and the whole bartering thing. Like, hmm. I would want no, to go to Burning Man just so I can justify my hatred for it. Like I would go and be like, <laughs> right. now I know for sure that I hate this. That's great. Yes, this sucks. Yeah, the people here suck. Like they're they're confused and flailing. That's what's I happening. Like being t- taken to a different world. So like, I loved Sleep No More in New York. That thing where it was like sure, you sure. go in. 
I love that. And then like Beyonce's like concert recently. Taylor Swift's concert. Yeah. It's just like you get taken to a different place for a short period a of fake time. place that costs uh millions and millions of dollars purporting <laughs> to be an anti-capitalist utopia instead it costs several hundred million dollars to make and the ceos and the top 10 people make over right. 300k a year to put it on it is really? a hypocrisy it is a farce yeah, and it has become <laughs> it has become a playground it's- for the wealthy to Destroy the environment essentially, and and post something on Instagram that makes them feel like they're superior to people who don't go. That's what I view it as. And I thought I thought it was free, but ticket prices start at five hundred bucks to go. What? And vehicle Whoa. passes are a hundred. You spend thousands of dollars to go. So this is not you. If you are, it's like if you are an actual person who. Uh, lives in the desert lives and, the can, and, ha- and lives in a yurt you cannot afford to go to burning man yeah wow okay are there scholarships or something? and then <laughs> <laughs> and like i understand the transformative experience and taking you to a new world i'm not saying there's nothing good about burning man but i do right. wonder for these people who have transformative experiences is burning man transformative or is doing shrooms transformative I think that's what it is. Is it because you did DMT? Is that why you're thinking? I mean, it's a cool place to do DMT. That's for sure. But I don't think Burning Man is a requirement to have a transformative experience on shrooms. I agree. But you're also with like-minded people. So like you're with, you you feel like you're in this ultimate safe space of like-minded people because that's the brand, you know, is like we're Mm -hmm. coming here to be like 100% ourselves in some way and then we have to go back to our lives. Except we know, I mean, we're not, we're, we know enough to know that if you get 70,000 people in a spot, you are not in a safe space. Out of those no, 70,000 people, not. there's at least 25,000 people who have, who are just weird. Very, yeah. And yes. there are 10,000 people who have malicious intentions. Not like, I'm going to kill right. you, but like, I'm going to try to fuck your girlfriend. And then there's going to be 500 people who probably are evil. That's just yes. humanity. And now you're putting them all together all- with no rules in the desert. <laughs> there's no water. And you're setting things on fire and doing drugs. And you're telling me this is what you want to spend $3,000 in a Labor Day weekend on? We need someone who's been to Burning Man on the show to, to, to speak in. Yeah, but I mean, I am sort of like having their back in some reasonable yeah, way. I mean, I mean, safe space, like emotionally. I don't mean like physically, but I will also say that every institution that has ever existed, whether it starts with you know good intentions or not becomes perverted by people who will get into that institution yeah. and make it way worth i mean i mean you look at our government you look at basically every religion like all of those were probably started with the best of intentions and then have been perverted into something where it's like it all ends up being like because we want to just make money and have power. You want to, anybody who wants to make money and have power will will seek an institution right. that they can manipulate so that they can have power yes. and make money. And Burning Man is no exception. Final thought. I was listening to this um, interesting podcast called Stuff You Should Know that I go to sleep listening mm-hmm. to almost every single night. And it always puts me to sleep. But then I also learn something. And it takes me probably like four weeks to get through one hour episode because I always fall asleep, but then I, I slowly absorb the uh, information. And there was this one episode about, um, the bilateral 
uh, fuck, I forget how, what it was called, but it was something about how like when our brains, when we snapped into consciousness as humans, there's a theory that before we had consciousness and had like our thoughts in our heads that Ooh. we knew were our thoughts, we thought this is thousands of years ago before consciousness began. Humans thought that thoughts in our heads were God or a ruler talking to us. So if you had the thought of like, I'm going to itch my leg, there wasn't the thought of like, this is my leg, I'm itching it. It was God is telling me to itch my leg. It was any thought you had in your head was just God or the ruler, the ruler of your little what tribe. What about before of- religion? So, but so, so there was did no, they get into so, that? so it was but it was it was bef- it was like basically after you're smart enough to to like be aware of something before we were aware intelligent that we were, enough that yes. we had like our own agency. Yes, so somewhere in between that in evolution. Yes, so like it 1980. Was like, and it wasn't. It was. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. like a god. Like they didn't have a religion. And, and Ronald yet. Reagan <laughs> was the one telling us to scratch our legs. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you should scratch your legs. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> that was really good. Um. So it was. It it was an idea of God of being like a supreme being. Like they didn't really right. have religion yet, but it was just this supreme being. Or they thought it was the voice of the ruler, the guy that was in charge of everything. Like the the kid that uh, that was in charge of the the whatever tribe you were in. So no one was like, "I'm hungry." It was like God's telling me to eat. I'm just like it's almost the way I feel about free will, where it's like their brains weren't them. They weren't like I am. It was just like. I'm a robot operating on the system of someone's just feeding things into my mm. brain and I'm acting on that. So that's what they all quote unquote thought because thoughts weren't really what they were doing. They were just kind of um, working on this automatic response. Then at some point um, they became intelligent enough that it was around the bronze age, I believe when we started Ugh. working with tools and it like made our brains smarter because they figured out a way to make bronze that, um, we snapped into consciousness and all of a sudden it was like, I, like I, like our brains became on one side of your brain and the other side of the brain started working in tandem and that became consciousness. I'm really like butchering what this means, but pretty much religion was invented for a nostalgia for that supreme being that used to tell you what to do. So these people suddenly were like, now I'm responsible for everything. I don't like this. I now need to invent a God because I miss the glory days of when I was just an automaton that was walking around like a zombie being told what to do by this God. Uh And in religion, then this is all a theory based on like um, some anthropologists back in like the, you know, in the, in 20th the- century um, that came up with this theory, but it kind of all jibes together because it's like religion came right after consciousness probably showed up. And so we missed being just told what to do automatically and not having to like take accountability for our own actions. And so we invented religions to give us some sort of like pathway. Damn. And I just thought that was pretty interesting. And I love this show and it like, is, is there anything that always puts you guys to sleep? Like this show, I don't know what it is. It reminds me of maybe my parents having a party in the living room. Oh, yeah. And I can well, just hear like kind of muffled yes, voices. That's the greatest thing, thing like, to fall asleep to is uh, you're at a sleepover when you're a kid or something and you're, and there's, or you're at camp and there's just two people chatting and you're just kind of listening and it's just a safe place to be because you know if there's two people having a casual conversation, then everything's probably pretty safe. 
And you're not they're alone. awake enough to fight off intruders. Yeah. And also they're that's probably what, people you like. I think it gives like. you a caveman sense. Yeah. That, the conversation okay, that's is so great. funny. Avi, um, we were on a road trip and then, you know, like he, he really likes history and, um, you know, like we'll watch documentaries and I'll always fall asleep. We were on a road trip once and he was listening to a book on economics because that was his major and he's like really into that stuff. I could not stay awake. Like I really tried to listen and synthesize, wow, but I yes. think it's so much information that my brain just shuts down <laughs> and then I fall asleep. Yes. <laughs> it has nothing I think to that, do with yeah, any voices. kind of like knowledge. Like when you're that, is, I think that's what the show is. I always pick a subject matter where it's like the, you know, um, there was one about uh, the end of the bronze age, which like the collapse of this, like the world was doing great during the Bronze Age for like there was like uh, societies and there was kind of beginnings of governments and everything. And then all of a sudden things started to fall apart and the society completely collapsed. And I'm kind of interested in that because it seems to be what we're on the cusp of pretty soon. And I kind of want to hear how it begins and like how it starts and trickles down until everything is just chaos and ruined because that's what happened. Like everyone died off. All the society, like there was obviously some people survived because we are here now. But um, so I'm just like, have you guys read the book Sapiens? Oh, I yeah. tried reading Did it. Did you love it? Yeah, I tried. I just to. couldn't get yeah, through it's it. Great. I tried to listen guys, to it. Uh, then. Not, speaking it's, of things that make you fall dense. asleep, it's pretty dense and like I don't know. I, I I tried to listen to it. I'd rather just get. This is one of those instances where I'd rather just get a blinkist summary of it because he just kept going on and on. And I was like, do I really have to read all of this in order to understand what they're trying to say? Like, mm -hmm. what's, the, your, what's the point? <laughs> I usually love shit like that, and I just couldn't get through Sapiens. <laughs> I think I'll like it because it's linear. And it like will take you because I feel like when I learn about history, it's like these moments, right. these little like batches of history. And I go, but how does that fit into the rest of it? Because I don't know. Like when people here's the dumbest question I've ever asked, maybe on the show. When people say BCE, is E different? Does E add something different to BC? No, it's just era, I think. Really? Before Why Christ are we throwing era. on an E? No one needs that. Stop making it. You sound smarter than everyone else. So is the world just AD, zero, and then BC? Is that all we do? Or is there something before BC? No, no it's just BC. It's just BC just things. keeps traveling back into eternity. Okay. Before Christ. Anodonomy. Right. Louis, you know Louis C.K.'s Santa Claus, oh, BC? such a great joke. Because <laughs> he talks about, like, people in BC didn't know the date was, like, AD, BC. Yeah. Right. And then... It would be weird, like, on New Year's Eve, they'd be like, and now it's 79. He's like, what are we counting down to? <laughs> like, the fear of being like, wait, what is this all leading to? They didn't know Christ was coming. Right. There was no date before then. It's such a brilliant It's such uh, a ridiculous bit. thing, too, that, like, <laughs> that we started time 2,000 years ago. <laughs> I mean, I know that, like, the, the, the Chinese calendar is on, like, what is it, like, 4,790 or something. Yeah, that the Jewish that calendar also is good. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's like 5,500 and change. I'm so ignorant. Nice. When it it's like 5,782 or something. Or 5,783. Mm. Yeah. But I did feel smart this weekend on the, um, on, uh, the, crossword puzzle oh yeah crossword puzzle what'd you mm. like which Chris, ones brian me and chris have c crossword competitions where we time we you know oh. they're timed anyway but we're trying to like we do like every every i would say monday through friday we send each other most of the crosswords this has been a couple weeks now and um and and see who wins brian is 
probably winning at this point. I've lost yeah, quite a yeah. lot. I mean, just yesterday was a huge victory for me. Huge. Yesterday, I mean, he, beat, he beat me by like... Chris and I did 12, yeah, he did like 12 half, something minutes. Half the time. You, you did 12, I did 14, and Brian did in the sevens. In yeah. the sevens on a Monday. It was really embarrassing for <laughs> us over here. But <laughs> I don't understand. because we, we were in love. There are people who can we're do... We're next to each other and just staring into each other's <laughs> eyes. We're getting lost. So that if you, you got to have Allie do it next to you too and yeah. see if you oh, get it. She doesn't do them at all. There are people yeah. who um, can do, especially the Monday crossword in like f- under four minutes, like a sub four minute mile. And They're I don't crazy. even understand how you can type them in that fast. No, right, I yeah. know. Because if I even have a typo, I go, I'm done. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going yeah, to. It's gonna like, lose. oh, I've screwed everything. Yes. Up. If you're everything. just reading the answers from an answer key, typing it in, I would still think it would take four minutes. <laughs> there are some times on a crossword where I feel like, oh, this one, I got lucky. Yeah. Like, cause I remember in sixth grade, we had someone come to talk to our class and he was from Burkina Faso. Oh yeah. Oh, right. Otherwise I wouldn't fucking yeah. know what Burkina Faso was in a million years. And we had a, a hint the other day that was like country Burkina blank. And I was like, Faso, Faso. <laughs> that would have been one that I just was like, what the hell is yeah. this? You slumdog millionaire did. And there are a lot of sports yeah. references where I go, well, Chris is going to have the advantage here. Home court. Yeah. yeah, every time I see some sort of variation of a sport one, I'm like, "There's how does Nikki ever get this?" And I know that's like the point of crossword puzzles is that well, the other letters. The fill answer in. is untold. The document documentary <laughs> series on Netflix that I am very much into, and I have a lot of information about a couple certain things. Malice at the Palace. If you want to know anything about the Ron Artest fight in the stands, I got you. Uh-huh. Johnny Manziel. I know all about him. <laughs> And Manti Teo. Manti Teo. Um, the, I love sports oh, documentaries. Jordan. Jordan. Oh, my God. Well, I had a bit of a, some, something where it's like the only, like, Nikki can only get into sports if it's like 15 years ago. Yes. <laughs> Present day sports has, is like not interesting to Nikki at all. It's like she needs to hear the story, the drama sure, behind sure. Yes. like moments. I mean, I got, I was very much involved in the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan thing when I was in fifth grade. I was, because it was captivated the nation. I mean, there was crime involved. Mm-hmm. That was, it It was in fifth grade and I was like, I knew all about it. My mom was, you know, up on it. My mom was a big court TV watcher, even though that wasn't on court TV or whatever, but she was just that kind of woman. I knew all about the OJ scandal. I was in sixth grade. I had strong opinions about OJ, um, <laughs> but I love these sports docs. If you guys have any suggestions, listeners, um, for good sports documentaries for me, please send them my way. We're going to go back through 30 for 30s. Tell us which 30 for 30s are the best ones to watch. Chris does have an ESPN.com subscription because he is a boy. Last night I go, let's watch 30 for 30. We were looking at one that we used to watch that we made fun of called Broke, where the whole time guys are just like, man, we were spending. It's all about like how, <laughs> how athletes go bankrupt fast. And the whole thing is just them being like, man, we had cash flowing, strippers, cars, watches. They just list. <laughs> and it's the for, money wouldn't stop. It's it. a half hour of them listing things they bought. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yachts, boats. Boats. Yeah, cars. cars. <laughs> and yeah. it never ended. And we thought it would never end. And so we kept buying things. Shoes. Shoes. Watches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ah! We're like, okay, cool. And they're like, where's the story? And they're like, man. man and then I kept buying things. Never end. I was buying things for my family. <laughs> and the graphics Houses. are all like money flowing down <laughs> and like cleaning it's supplies stacking up. It's like the dumb, it's like VH1, like of, uh, I love the 90s, yeah. but done ESPN. It's so funny. So I go, we should watch that again. Like we watched it in 2015. We've been making fun of it ever since. We yeah. didn't even finish it, I don't think. No, we, we were just we, like, this we, is ridiculous. 15 minutes in and it was just 
listing things they <laughs> so, so I was like, we should watch it again. And last night I go, it's on. I go, we got to buy it though. It's ESPN.com. And Chris was just like, babe. I don't think you said babe, but what were you, you said? I don't remember what I said. You just go, it was- you think I don't have an ESPN.com? <laughs> subscription what do you even think of me yeah who, yeah who do you think you're driving with right now i go a guy that does it that's about to run out of gas yeah. <laughs> oh. nice. we won't need it at burning man are you talking though, about baby. figuratively in this relationship <laughs> <laughs> um all right chris convey happy birthday oh thank you thanks for spending your thanks for waking up early to do the pod on your birth wouldn't have it any other way I except think- except that i would be sleeping <laughs> yesterday we slept till we were in bed. We didn't get out of bed until two. Two. Yeah. Two o'clock. Nice. We really did it. It was awesome. And then I will say we went to, maybe we'll talk about tomorrow going to the Middle Eastern restaurant because I made you laugh by being myself. Oh, I don't remember what you did. That's, what are you doing there? Come on. <sighs> little bit more. Does that ring a bell? No. What is that, sir? Come on, oh, you can yeah. do better. Oh, okay, that's teaser. just a, te- that's a teaser for tomorrow. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, as always, uh, check out my tour, NikkiGlazer.com. Chicago Theater coming up September 15th. And if you're in the Chicago area, if you have friends in the Chicago area, send them to my show. It's going to be so much Man, freaking fun. Yes, Chris Convey's uh, brother, Tim, is going to be opening for me. Anya will also be there. It's going to be one of the greatest shows of my life because it's <laughs> at this huge, amazing theater in Chicago where I just feel so special and I want you there. I want my besties there. And then the rest of the tour is going to be so excellent. I'm so excited. But pales Um, in comparison to the Chicago one. Yeah. Wait, what? All the other cities are just trash. (laughs) No, once I get a Chicago under my belt, which is the first one, the rest will feel much. They will. I will. um, I will. I'm going to feel so good at at any point in the tour. You see me. I'm going to be. I mean, I'm I'm cooking with gas right now for my stand up. You're you're like building up this stuff. You're going to go out there on this tour and you're going to have so much new material. And it's just going to be you're so ready to go out on tour again. It's crazy. I know, and I thought I wouldn't be because I've been stagnant for two months, but I am ready. We got to go. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow on the podcast. Don't be good. And just what? Some more. I mean, you can give us some more. Well, that's not enough. Wait, what are you doing there? What's going on here? Deep tease. See you tomorrow. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. 
John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 